make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people no definitely not dad you know me i'm never <laughs> ever controversial or yeah, impolite yeah yeah okay welcome to conversations with your lovable never pisses anyone off never been banned from facebook or youtube never been sabotaged or censored for politely expressing a difference of opinion ex-muslim host Ina, keeping it non-controversial pulse nightclub orlando 49 dead 50 if you include the terrorist himself, and 53 wounded at the time I'm recording this. I'm so hurt at this senseless loss of life in so many ways. I'm hurt and I'm fucking angry because, yet again, I'm seeing too many unable to name the problem. Too much denial, deflection, and on the other hand, too many lashing out at an entire community. None of this is helpful. While Clinton finally, reluctantly calls the attack radical Islamism, jihadism, and it's surprising enough that CNN reports it as breaking news, Donald Trump renews his calls for Muslim bans and pats himself on the back for knowing there'd be another terrorist attack. Before the bodies of the victims have even been laid to rest, this guy is trying to spin it to his advantage. For the people searching to make sense of these things, there's very little offered in the media. We find ourselves caught between extreme denial and broad generalizations, both of which play off and empower one another. I'm also incredibly mad because every attempt, myself or others from my community, make to nudge Muslims forward, to help Islam evolve towards being more compatible with modernity. Every attempt is thwarted by people we thought would be on our side, by people who have been and are fighting these same battles in a Western context. But somehow, us fighting for it in the Muslim community is deemed provocative, offensive to Muslim majorities. We're silenced at every step because our majorities are minorities in the West and minorities must be protected at all costs. Now I get the sentiment, I get the need to protect the weak and underprivileged. It is noble and well-intended, but it doesn't take into consideration the minorities within minorities who need help and protection Solidarity the most. I'm here speaking to you today as an ex-Muslim, a liberal from the Muslim community, as someone who has no political home, as the author of Pakistan's first and only anti-homophobia children's book, as someone who was told they were an enemy of God and should be killed simply for writing a story about love. Yes, I'm a heterosexual, cisgendered woman myself, a Pakistani sex blogger. So why is this my battle, you ask? Because firstly, writing about sex for a Muslim audience over the past years has showed me just how rampant the 
problem of homophobia is among Muslims. Because I write and talk to people about sexuality on a regular basis, I felt quite a responsibility to at least address this problem in the simplest way I could think of. And as an illustrator, I thought a children's book would be a perfect vehicle. And at first it was. It was wonderfully embraced, used in schools all over the Toronto area where I'm from. I cannot describe the relief that came from that, the validation, that yes, education is on our side, on the side of wanting Muslims to progress as well, to not be preserved in some 7th century time capsule, as hard as some from our community may try. I felt finally there was something bigger at work to encourage progressive values among Muslims, our Canadian education system. It is so important that a secular, LGBT-friendly curriculum be geared towards Muslim kids too, especially in this political climate. But no. Then came a tidal wave of Islamophobia shrieks. School boards were threatened with lawsuits for using my innocent kid's book, My Chacha is Gay. I'll put a link in the description and you can check it out for yourselves. They quickly backed away from any interest they had expressed in using it as a resource in schools. And that was the end of that. Tiptoeing around the specific issue of Muslim homophobia while happily tackling Christian homophobia is just not going to cut it. We're all interconnected. Hoping not to upset religious parents that were offended by my work, those who called it explicit, those who deemed me as some sort of anti-Muslim bigot simply because they did not want to teach their children that it's okay to be gay, those who claim they aren't homophobic, but their intolerance is visible from space, those are who we're catering to, and at what cost? Once again, when our province's sex ed curriculum was updated, one school in a heavily Muslim-populated area backed down and agreed to teach a more watered-down version because Muslims and other religious people were offended. They didn't want their kids to learn names of genitalia, that masturbation was normal, that LGBT people are just like anyone else. It's quite often my community, embarrassingly so, that has people walking on eggshells about sex, religion, tolerance, equality, and what this all means in the 21st century. Look, embracing diversity is wonderful, and part of the Western values I admire so much, but tolerating intolerance and the relativism that multiculturalism has come to be synonymous with is not. It horrifies me that it takes such a large-scale tragedy to get the conversation started, that homophobia must be addressed in all communities. I've gone blue in the face from saying this over the past years. And I do this out of concern and desire for betterment for my community, not a hatred or desire to alienate as many of my Islamophobia accusers would have you believe. I do this because I know what it's like to be a minority within a minority, as a woman, an apostate, a disbeliever. I know what it's like to be treated as a third-class member of my community. I know what it's like to feel fear for being different. I am not gay, bi, or transgender, but I stand in complete solidarity with the LGBT. This is my fight. 
This is our fight. It's everyone's fight to stand up in the face of injustice and say this is unacceptable and that things must change. I do not subscribe to the whole Mona al-Tahawi line of thinking that if you're not personally affected by an injustice, you cannot speak out against it. If, like me, you hear about a shooting on the news and hold your breath and hope it wasn't a Muslim yet again because, frankly, these acts empower the far right's us-versus-them narrative. They further hatred, they affect our families and the way we're treated in society. It affects and unfairly tarnishes the image of innocent Muslims who do not condone such hate. Then please, for fuck's sake, speak up, shout it loud and clear. Do not let your first reaction be deflection and the whole nothing-to-do-with-Islam routine and pointing out that he wasn't even that pious, that he wasn't a true Muslim, whatever that means. You don't get to decide what a true Muslim is. It's the same thing I tell anyone who is trying to label or unlabel someone against their will. Sometimes people are not devout in their everyday lives, but still somehow are committed to earning Jannah, heaven, through martyrdom. Just look at the 9-11 hijackers, who are supposed to have gone to a strip club beforehand. If, like me, you're sick and tired of how Muslims are portrayed, be a different Muslim. Work for change. Don't shift blame. Own this conversation. Do it so the bigoted far right aren't the only ones seeming to tell the truth on this issue. Imam Masri of the Islamic Society of Central Florida had a key duty to show solidarity with the LGBTQ community as a representative of the Orlando Muslim community. To demonstrate this publicly, instead, he pussyfooted around who the actual victims were. I don't think I heard a single mention of the term LGBT from his mouth, not so much as an acknowledgement for them. And instead, he implied that we shouldn't point the finger at Muslims. His main concern, his highlight, was the sensationalization of the media, not the impact on the nameless victim group. He couldn't even directly extend his support. And that's how Muslims' reputation is tarnished. Even in times of extreme loss and grief, we often manage to show concern first for ourselves and second for the victims of slaughterers from within our community. Instead of showing sensitivity and acknowledging homophobia, the imam passed the buck. No, I'm not saying that everyone needs to apologize for the act of a random terrorist that has nothing to do with them. I'm saying, show some solidarity and don't nothing to do with Islam every situation. Don't be that asshole. Of course people interpret Islam differently and practice to varying degrees, but each of those interpretations, including the horrid, vile, and violent ones, finds inspiration, raw material, and validation in the scripture. Western liberals, in their eagerness to oppose the xenophobic components of the right, are too eager to join in this cover-up, this silencing of anyone who criticizes Islam. No matter their intent, in one fell swoop, Dissenting voices from the Muslim community like mine, like so many LGBT Muslims, like so many disbelievers and reformers, we are lumped in with the racist right. We are deemed sellouts, race betrayers, 
Uncle Tom's, House Arabs, Native informants, deviants, simply for demanding equality, for asking our community to change and evolve. Western liberals, while you fight against slut-shaming and homophobia in your communities, while you openly laugh at and mock your religious right on your TV shows, you will not allow us that privilege. Twistedly, you join our religious right to oppose your religious right. You fight on the side of our homophobes. You cave into them. You fight on the side of our misogynists. You fight for niqabs. You look suspiciously upon those with Muslim background who simply want to deride their version of the religious right in the same way you do. We cheer for you when you do it. Can we not expect some solidarity in return? Can we not expect our children, our LGBTQ children, to have their existence normalized in their schools without being told their existence is offensive? I'm speaking to you, dear John Stewart, John Oliver. I'm a huge fan. I adore you guys. I think you're absolutely brilliant. I just wish you'd include our nut jobs in your mockery. Or at least not include our pro-veil homophobic extremists or apologists in your liberalism. Stand with us. See us. I'm speaking to you, Ontario, and other school boards. Don't back down in the face of religious parents being offended. There are already such few secular progressive resources geared towards kids from the Muslim community. Embrace them. Don't fear them. You have to arm Muslim kids against radical ideologies, too. In this political climate, this is something that needs to be specifically addressed. We can't keep brushing it under the carpet. We can't keep excusing it. If you acknowledge homophobia in other contexts, please let us address it in an immigrant or Muslim context as well. I'm speaking to you, Mark Zuckerberg. Why has my Facebook account been taken from me twice? While those who threaten me continue to thrive on there, why is it that ex-Muslims are constantly silenced on Facebook and other forms of social media? Why do you let our oppressors, our bigots, take our voices and platforms away from us? Why don't you let us fight for that change? We want our communities to evolve too. And now that I've addressed my disappointments with various sections of the Western left, let me just say I only address you because I expect solidarity and compassion from you. I see those on the right too, wringing their hands with excitement at the opportunity of having yet another instance to use towards demonizing every single Muslim, towards perpetuating anti-immigrant and anti-migrant sentiment. I see them, and I honestly have no expectations from them. So if you're listening, deport all Muslim types. Do not use my words for your anti-Muslim agenda. I'm an immigrant of Muslim background, and there are plenty of others like me who value secularism, equality, and freedom of speech. I oppose your hate and tribalism too. Let's not forget that there are LGBT Muslims as well who suffer at the hands of other Muslims. Let's not forget that there are Muslims fighting for change and acceptance 
and that most people are better than their ancient scriptures. It's time to address Muslim homophobia, Muslim extremism. It's also time to be cautious of slipping into a hateful generalization towards Muslims, creating more divisions simply because Trump is in the air. What we need to create space for is truly liberal critique of Islam, as has been done with any orthodox religion in the secular West. We've got to stop letting denialists and bigots hijack the conversation. Orlando, my heart is with you. I am so sorry this had to happen. I hope that maybe now we'll be able to start an honest conversation, but I am devastated that it would take something like this for people to wake up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Polite Conversations. You can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it, making some noise about it, or contributing via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No Ian mangoes. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at nice mangoes. If you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly Patreon one, you can do so via PayPal. NiceMangoes.blog at gmail.com. Remember, no Ian Mangoes. If you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest, you can email me there too. A special thanks to Dylan Beck for theme music, sound, and production help. Music